Hello, today I'm going to talk about climate change. Climate change is caused by the rising emissions by burning coal, oil, cutting down change, cutting light. Climate change is caused by the... good <laughs> welcome to the strange podcast of the new noah a deep dive into my mind i want to grow i want to know i want to create i want to make a difference so it's two months into the lockdown or and i most probably will have to wait for another two months till everything opens and see my friends in person again exciting so i'm looking forward to that so well i'm waiting i might as well create a new podcast like everyone else is <laughs> yeah uh, so i thought my first topic i would discuss about the future because during this time it really woken me up i guess with everyone else uh yeah it's very nerve-wracking and just scary at times and it's just an up and down mental health issue so um i just want to explain that um i want to point out that some topics will be triggering for people who are listening but i think it'll be good to discuss about it to get out of my chest so yeah i think it'll be a good topic to start off with so i'll be talking about uh about you know uh the planet earth i, I guess we got to pointed out the the um climate change because climate change is a really big issue especially if um to point out if i ever want to have kids i have to like start doing the small changes and eventually big changes later in life um then i want to obviously talk about covid and how that's going to affect me in the future and what's going to happen maybe in the next five years time and I also want to talk about financial stuff because I think that's a really important topic, especially where I live in Sydney. Uh, I'll explain later, but yeah, hopefully you stick on the ride and I hope I'll make it entertaining for you. So thank you, guys. Today I begin my acknowledgement of the Watamagadagal people, traditional custodians of the land on which I stand today. And I pay my respect to the elders past and present. I extend my respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples here today. Our future, the future. So our future is really important to us, to everyone, especially during this time and next future topics I'm going to talk about. And it comes down to these future acts of selflessness or some people will be selfishness. Um, I know some people really want to know our like how the future turns out but all we know it's very uncertain we don't know how long we're going to last or how long we're going to live which is very you know scary to think about but 
I think at the end of the day, it's it's really important to live our day lives out each day. So I thought we'll come down to uh, like how much we get to know our future, like what's the closest things we can get to, and that's like comes down to science, and which is really important because during this time, people are struggling with the concept with science and knowledge and foresight so and foresight leads to better predictions I, I would say so um and it's and this is the point at the, like when people are becoming a bit disgraceful with science so um but they don't know that during our time right now science is the most probably the best thing we had ever and without it we would be all dead and people are not talking about it so all those anti-vaxxers go and you know get your head out your ass and just listen for a few more seconds um so uh, yeah do not disown it and more importantly do not fucking produce it onto media of the inconsistency of false claims now and i'm talking to you alan jones and people who don't know who alan jones it's the really old man who got sued because he was talking about mis um information about covid and then he's doing it again on sky news with his close pal Rupert Murdoch, who also owns Fox News, and obviously Fox News likes Trump and and all this other stuff. So I hope that Kevin Brad sue him really bad, but clearly um, Rupert Rupert doesn't really care about anyone else. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Alan Jones, fuck you. So um, moving on, <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's, it's remarkable how people can be blindsided of the pure evidence seen in the present day. And we actually were given from qualified experts who actually took the time to study for years and years and years. And and this people are still in denial. I mean, come on, just embrace it. Just accept it. You know, man up or woman up, I would say. Um, you know, better science leads to better evidence and long, long living life, I guess. Um, obviously with certain studies it would lead fundamentally like change our understanding of how the world works so it may be a bit disrupting but it's a shock to us but I mean that's how life is that's how life's been going on for how many centuries so it's I don't know why people are getting all anti-vaxxers but I don't know because I'm just I'm just wondering how many people who are anti-vaxxers with specifically the COVID or they also had like the COVID like other vaccines so like chicken pox or the flu vaccine so I don't know It'd be very interesting to find out if the hypocrites saying anti-vaxxers like Ugh. anyway so at the end of the day um so advanced forecasts better predictions obviously lead to better science investment in science would obviously lead to a better understanding so people can change the mind and it will be better yet help you in the future so i really want to talk about um how predictions are known is putting like i want to discuss them out there so currently i'm turning 22 in october and living in sydney australia currently and um i just want to mainly contribute to the status of australia i'll try to talk about the world view as well but um yes it's mainly obviously where i live currently i most probably have to talk think about the future in the next five years so it'll be quite interesting so let's get on. 
Um, let's discuss the elephant in the room. Um, elephants are not the problem. It's the occurrence within planet Earth. Uh, made, made beautifully and perfectly over the years. And named after dirt um so i just want to talk about how the the there's an increase of dangers of the uv levels in the ozone layer and um the ozone layer was made perfectly for us but we're just you know shitting on it as well with the increased heat trapping gases in the earth's atmosphere and also using fossil fuels so we're already having like uv problems but do we want to increase that factor um we should we all should know that um there was a report a couple of weeks ago was released by the IPCC um, and it's discussing the climate change widespread is rapid and in, is intensifying. We should all know that. Um, if you don't even notice the things, like you most probably can't feel anything because I can feel the heat already and it's the third day of spring in, in you know, it's 3rd of September. It shouldn't not be this fucking hot already, okay? I already can see flowers coming up and on trees that should be like already losing the leaves so it's it's really frustrating that um people are not acknowledging that the weather is already changing so we need to talk about that um so if you don't know the ipcc it's the intergovernmental panel of climate united nations body for assessing the science related to climate change and people are really not grasping what's what they said in the first paragraph which i quote it says um some of the changes already set in motion such as the continued sea level rise are irreversible over the hundreds to thousands of years but follows too however strong and sustained reductions emissions of carbon dioxide co2 for you chemistry people out there and other greenhouse gases would limit climate change. Climate change. Climate change. Um, there's your solution. I, I guess that's very plain and simple. I think I feel like everyone gets dumber these days because they're losing brain cells of listening to Fox News. But I, I guess that's what happens. Um, Sky News. Sky News. No difference. Um, so there's your solution. People stop making it complicated because at the end of the day, you have to, I feel like some people get caught up in change is scary, but it's um, it's the only solution of what we can do. And we're all caught up in our own selfish world, but we are not talking about how to take care of our own world, Earth. The sad thing that you really need to grasp on is it only matters if it affects the top one percent in the world, the top one, the top one percent in the world, and those people are building big dildo spaceships for a two-minute space time journey, and you know it's they're not getting taxed heavily, they're not even investing in science and stuff. Well, some are, but they're just doing it stupid ways, their own way, but they're not like, collaborating, and it's it just doesn't help if um that's the big one of the big problems. Anyway, um. So I want to discuss the main points. Um, so the first point is, there is a narrow path avoiding climate change catastrophe only if we immediately, deeply and sustained emissions reductions. This is our final warning. You hear that? They said this is our final warning. Warn. So I think the problem is people are not taking this seriously and, and they're, if then 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 either old enough and looking at you pensioners or listeners, I would say, um, 
are sadly going to die before this catastrophe. And I know that's going to be really tough, but it's this is the point, and this is I question out like if we're letting 90 year old to vote, but they're not going to be alive for the next five years, what's the point of, you know, accepting the votes? It, it's really at this point, and you can hate me or not, but it just puts the questions out. If the voice, like, if they um, have a maximum, the, you know, maxing out our voices, what's the point if they're not going to survive for another five years? Like when you're 90, your brain slows down already. So I don't understand why people are still uh, talking. That's one problem that we have to. And, 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 so they should not be part of the conversation and they should not control half of the stuff. And anyway, so the other problem is it's, um, it's certain people in the parliament that know they're not going to be um, not going to be re-elected in the next election, <coughs> ScoMo, um, and so they're not even talking about it into the policies just yet because they know they won't obviously get re-elected. I hope not. He doesn't get re-elected because so far it's just it's just a spotlight of what's happening in parliament, and obviously you know the parliament's not like. The government's obviously not perfect. I can face that. But at the end of the day, we're obviously not not that great country. I'm at this point that I'm just knowing each day that it could have been way better. But moving on from that, um, so so this is a this is what's gonna happen. Um, after this, Gomo is gonna uh, leave. I predict this. I don't know, but and they're gonna obviously make light. Labour Party to be elected into the governmental or federal party uh, government, whatever. I don't know. And then they obviously, is going to finally have his uh, hol- holiday at Hawaii and at the horizon you see uh, Australia on fire for the third time. The The second time is going to be obviously this holidays, um, you know, 21 to 2022 20, bushfires. It's a, been a very dry winter, so I hope everyone survives the summer heat. Yay! Um, so, let's point out to the second point. Um, climate change is already wrecking havoc around the world. Uh, yes, it is. I don't know if people are not even noticing. Like, New York's bloody on water at the moment. And should I list them from the last, like, three years? So, we had, obviously, the 2019 and 2020 uh, Australian bushfires that I just want to point out burned out 46 million acres that alone and that's just just that's just trees and we're not even talking about the animals that have died hashtag koala killer because I'm not sorry but it's you you obviously no one cares about the animals anymore which is a sad fact because um animals are very unique Anyway, so we're going to talk about the American bushfires. America's always on fire. Sad. Then we had the Amazon fires. Then we had the Sudan flooding. Then we had the super typhoons. Is there such thing as a super typhoon? Because I was so confused, but then obviously there is such a thing. Then we had those weird 2021 winter storms, but in America, which I never knew we had, but it was just very strange because, you know... Um, we also had those Australian floods. Um, yeah, that was that was a bit sad. Um, there were floods in the northern hemisphere. That was just very strange. 
but I guess I should not step say it's strange because it's very access like acceptable these days. And then obviously we had the Haiti uh, earthquake. So I could go on and on. That's like the major things that happen. I'm not even talking about famine at all because that's just another thing that's going on. So you have all these issues, but we're not even thinking about like the planet Earth. Like famine's like important as well, but it's just that's like what I just listed happened like the last three years. So it's very um scary to think about. Anyway, so so overall, um, it comes down to decisions whether it comes to what can be considered a livable future. Like, I do want to have kids in the future and I do want my kids to know how to breathe without any assistance and to see, like, a clear blue sky and see, obviously, still planet Earth as how I see it today. But um, it's just it just follows to the next question of my kids' future. Like, every choice, every fraction matters to the point of degree. To the point of the degree. Um... So the change of the degree will be measured in lives, species, and ecosystems. Will benefit within our lifetime, and more importantly, our ch- children and grandchildren. Um, so, I think at this point, people have to be selfless to um, know. Got to do it for your grandkids. At this point, I'm not old enough to have a child, but I'm already thinking about my grandchildren. That's really a sad thing because it's it's like I have to be selfless to let my kids live in a normal life um so the report states with every addition increasement of global warming changes in extreme continue to become larger so every additional 0.5 degrees of warming causes increase in intensifying and frequency of heat waves damaging rainfall and droughts we already see that happening so i don't understand why they have to like clearly point out again but clearly if people are not even noticing the change of like weather all the time then they can just go fuck themselves because i'm really like oh i'm over it anyway so this is obviously labeled as a reality check and it's just it's so we have to limit now limiting the warming to close to 1.5 degrees or even two degrees and if beyond that, it'll be beyond our reach because, you know, it's it's Earth is warm as is. But if we keep increasing the um, degrees and people are like, oh, I, I can survive a 1.5 degrees hotter. You can. Humans benefit because we got technology to keep us cool. But the oceans won't matter because it's coral bleaching, you know, acidity, that's what's happening. It won't, it won't like, will affect a lot of ecosystems because they were alive at the point to degree. So it's not just the temperature. The temperature also affects the the um, water cycle. So it changes the wetness and dryness to winds, to snow, to ice, to coastal areas, to oceans. So the water cycle, what you learn in primary school or elementary if you're listening to overseas, is very important because it just it's a matter of like cycle of life you know cycle of life um so it's it's actually the water cycle is actually intensifying so it's an increase of rainfall and flooding so if you think more rainfall is good but if but it's not because it's an unhealthy balance to us so um so the sea level rises and permafrost the loss of the seasonal snow cover so i don't know 
in Australia, we don't get much snow, but I could already tell my parents was explaining to me that there's a massive 30 years difference to what snow was like 30 years ago till today. So obviously they can notice the difference. Um, and it's also the leads to the changes to the ocean. So the marine life heat waves, as I specifically mentioned before, the ocean acidification, reduced oxygen levels, clearly linked to human uh, influence. It all links back to us. We are like we are humans, but obviously we've got to fucking fix up our problems because if not, it's going to kill others, not us. Eventually us, but it will kill others first, which is you know, selfish. We're all selfish human beings. So it obviously has the statement that it needs a clear reaching of net zero CO2 emissions and limiting other greenhouse gases and air pollutions, specifically methane and, and, which, and others, which have benefits both health and to the climate. Now back to Australia. Um, Now, unfortunately, Australia, the great land, not, um, doesn't have a net zero target at the moment. But specifically right now, we don't have a target and it's and we are not following other nations um, to following the other nations to the 2030 targets. And fortunately, um, Australia is thinking it's the cool kid, but more like the weird kid in the corner holding its precious coal. <laughs> Scomo. Um, pretending to play with a toy, but it's actually thinking, but it's actually not alive. So that's the problem. We are caring about more of the minerals rather than actual living creatures here. Um, so Skoma, you can go home and suck your thumb when you don't get re-elected, and you can cry, and you can finally have your retirement holiday. Um, so playing stupid games, winning stupid prizes. So I want to also talk about. Uh, on Australia's natural circumstance, the uh, the Climate Council actually pointed out to us um, we should reduce our emissions by 75% below 2005 levels, which is really like I will, really interesting how much has changed over the last um, 15 years or 20 years since I've been here. And we need to achieve a net zero emission by 2030. And we even specifically point out but he obviously doesn't care because he's like I'm not going to get re-elected so I'm not making this a problem right now I'm going to get the next person to make it their problem so it's obviously you know shuffling the problems to the next person pretty much kicking it under the rug until someone finds out um so the and the remarkable thing is we already found a solution to leave the carbon dioxide uh, like to leave the fossil fuels and that's Tada! Renewable energy. It's like clear as day. And I, I just don't understand. And and Australia is already fucking hot it is. So chuck some solar panels, middle of nowhere, obviously do not affect the first lands, uh, first people's land because that's that's what happened if we don't, you know, Rio Tinto all over again. But um I know it's going to affect the trading exports and the import schemes uh, with China, uh, but um, but we already creating a, a loose around our necks. But um, do not be afraid. Clean energy is the better way. I know the National Party is pulling the strings of the Liberal Party, but it has gone long enough. And I want to know to point out to 
Barnaby Joyce, go fuck yourself. I'm going to point out what I'm going to do for future, 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 in the future, but it comes down to what I can afford financially. I'm obviously, I don't, I'm not rich, but I, I want to, I do want to convert everything to renewable energy eventually, but it comes down to financial stuff. So with renewable energy or becoming, um, it's becoming cheaper and easier to store power. I know we had difficulties before a couple years ago, but I think we're slowly, obviously, it depends how much investments into science and obviously studying into renewable energy. But I think we we obviously got there eventually. So um, I currently I have two cars at home, my family cars. I do not own a car, but um, maybe in, and I would obviously like to own a vintage car, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> in the future because the future matters and every decision you know affects the future so um i would like to actually own an electrical car but um obviously in the next five years there's going to be more better options so i'm just going to save my money and obviously i would like to have solar panels because that would be really nice um uh as much as we want to take on this world um make your own world in order before taking larger responsibilities so make sure you you know take care of yourself as well but do not be overwhelmed that you feel like you have to take on the world you know it's we're stronger together so um that comes down to you know you know help yourself first and then obviously move on from there toilet break How, 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 how can you go from like small cases to large cases within a month's time? I'm, you could clearly tell I'm just over it. So, and tired. So, um, we're going to talk about COVID, obviously. (sighs) Okay, so I know some mistakes were made along the way, but, um, we're obviously not dealing with the normal COVID. We are dealing a more deadly variant of COVID, um, which is more contagious, which means we should have locked down quickly. Less of a spread, but um, do not do it for your own political benefit because um, your party was considering to open businesses longer. Either way, you lose, okay? It, dep- it doesn't matter. It, it was going to happen, so we might as well stop it quickly or like to prevent more cases you are pushing something that isn't there it comes just down to that um with the eastern suburbs which was open way too long and it took them way too long to tell people to stop lying on the beach grabbing coffee having the luxury exercise and do you know how long it took six weeks Maybe more. I can't remember during this time. Time blows. I still think it's 2019, which is sad because it's 2021. And so um, now it's really heavily impacted the western suburbs and even further west from New South Wales, like Wilcania. Um, so families are heavily impacted when they are considered to be more involved with the working class. So um, And a lot of people, young people especially, are being locked up, overwhelmed and 
have nowhere to go and they're crying for help and it's overshadowed with it so um because all all because Gladys is doing it for her own benefit um Gladys who saved Australia more like Gladys trying to save her ass forgetting that the sub western suburbs exist and because it's more heavily heavily populated so obviously that's going to cause more problems in the future so she you people need to understand that um where's the future we aren't we the future so you need to consider that um because at the moment I don't feel like I have much of a future because my future is suffocating so reminder if you're all listening out there and you're having trouble to trouble to cope during this time you can call the lifeline number at 13 11 14 you are not alone we are here to listen um just to go back to basics obviously everyone should know this but the coronavirus, COVID-19, is an infectious disease in which it's newly discovered, which affects people's respiratory system. Um, respiratory, your breathing, no lungs, no breathing, no oxygen, no oxygen to brain, death. death, death, death. Like, I know, I, I know, right? Like, shouldn't be people be more motivated to move, get vaccinated and stay home safe? Like, I hear you people, some of you. Um, about, but you have to be, do not forget, you have to be selfless in order to be, stay safe. But that's not the main problem. The other problem was the vaccine rollout. Um, ScoMo obviously had that famous quote, it's not a race, it's not a competition. No ScoMo, it's a marathon. Um, it's, and I'm sorry to point out this to listeners, but uh, this will happen for the next five years. It's, and it depends how long we're going to keep up. Um, obviously, they already already discovered a new deadly variant in South Africa and it's already um, spread out and it's more contagious, contagious. but um, I think ScoMo, you obviously have to think very carefully and consider the people's future, not only yours, but like um, do not use the excuse and I, I think this is what happened, but he used the excuse that uh, we are an island and we can better isolate. It does benefit, but it's also... Um, do you not understand what's the reason why our marsupials, our furry creatures, are cuddly, I would say? Um, it's the evolution of isolation. So um, it's going to affect us because it's going to stay there. Um, once it gets in, it's going to hard to get out, if that makes sense. It doesn't travel. It eventually spreads and it's going to cover everywhere so I just don't understand why we have to keep bringing people overseas who doesn't are not relevant in our society in Australia this example Katie Hopkins who was supposed to come in for Big Brother and she was having a go us at a hush uh, I would say lockdown uh, not lockdown a uh, isolation period but um and I just didn't understand why we had to bring her first in line rather than the people who are still trapped over overseas the Australian citizens so I just obviously not I'm not really happy with the government and obviously it clearly tells because I was never considered it important um until now but obviously that's what happens uh so it's it's obviously not right and it's not fair for us putting well-known people over citizens that are still stuck overseas um, so yes, I can obviously sense something also in the future, in the horizon, something faint, I can almost see it, 
And nope, it's gone because that's how I feel of my future if the government keeps at it, just doing a half-baked job. Um, and Australia has been successful at the past, its fight against COVID. But it's until the when we had our vaccine rollout that we have been supply shortages and um, the mismanagement. And it's also... and that has been the blame but more importantly it just sheds the light of the truth or how the government really cares about its citizen and ensure and it's just telling us to ensure that we won't accept doing something like that again but it keeps happening so i'm just a bit i'm a bit over it everyone's over it you know fuck covid but this is what happens this is what happens anyway so Australia has a small population growth due to the current period of having a limited migration and the full fertility rate. Yes and no, there is a maybe considered a baby boom population, but we know majority of our population is considered to be the generation that is getting older or the generation that is getting aging population, I would say. Um, the pensioners, um, uh, which which would have allowed us to get vaccinated quickly because we only have a population of 25 million um, currently. But um, And with our national plan of 80 Australian, 80% of our Australians will be fully, fully vaccinated by the end of 2021. Um, it just doesn't help when it's also still... We're trying to like have this act of like, you know, we have an action plan, we have an endpoint, we're going to do 80% pretty right plan like australia we are very individualist um we're dumb individualist we're a bit too we isolated too much this is what happens when we are not part of the like other countries we think we're doing our own job and this is this australia like as much as i love it i hate it but uh, this is what happens but it's also um i don't know why the government's still letting people to um spread misinformation um a point case uh, sky news clearly um still going on its rants but the sky and obviously obviously a couple of weeks ago sky news had a ban a weak ban um with its uh fake information or false information they're still letting people um they're still back on the news so i just don't understand but obviously um the person who is um claiming this false information is um owns 70% of the print media, the news websites and television. And it com- comes down to an old man, <laughs> Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Um, you clearly tell I don't like old people. I'm a bit over it, um, you know. But this is what happens. But um, recently, the former prime minister who's actually doing the prime minister's job, Kevin Rudd, actually um, warns that the Murdoch Sky News rationalised Australian politics and holding a biased view through its right-wing right wing, uh, propaganda, calling out the media ownership and putting into a pension, gaining more than 500,000 signatures and do not pull the card. What about freedom of speech? You you know, you're silencing them. <laughs> um, I'm not for censoring voices. Uh, voices should be heard, but I do not... I am not for the lies and the false perception that people believe with COVID. So I just don't understand that at the end of the day. 
now I'm going to put the question into um, people like Alan Jones, who is spreading the misinformation about COVID vaccines. Um, do you think he has taken the vaccine or do you think he hasn't? I mean, you're the person who's saying vaccines are not real and he's locked up in his a billion dollar house and is safely secured so I don't understand this it's obviously have this double stand hypocrite but um you know that's a life is when you have money um so um it goes down to the same with the protesters um that happened about a month ago in Sydney and then obviously Melbourne and Brisbane oh my god I can't believe they keep protesting how dumb I just I just it's just a constant reminding reminder of like how this majority population is dumb anyway i hear you but i know it's unfair that the eastern suburbs um get to spend their parents inheritance money and majority are working class citizens but um you're not making it better so stay safe and stay at home and do not be inconsiderate like the government is with the aboriginal communities like wakanya i hope wakanya is going to do hopefully push through this and hope for the best for them so it comes down to what does this mean in the future? Um, after our two doses, we most probably have another two boosters. Um, we will get taxed very heavily because of this. Um, and this is going to affect my grandkids and my obviously like kids' taxes. Um, so do be sympathetic and do the right thing. Lots and lots of people are suffering because it's overwhelming and scary. And and I, I guess the question's like, like Gladys points out, we might have to live with Delta at the case we most probably do for the next five years. But um, but it's just a wake up call. So um, suck it up and get vaccinated. Um, you're denying pure logic, and um, like scientists actually did their research for you. Like get off your lazy ass and just get vaccinated. Um, do not use the excuse of I'm young, I am healthy, I am safe. Uh, there's always a risk and becomes a more lightly highly when there's a selfish risk to it without taking the vaccine you have more of a chance getting to car crash than dying from a vaccine get a jab and stay at home um so with this lockdown currently i would estimate will be most probably will be open by november in sydney and maybe the same with victoria I think we are trying to have the goal that will be open for summer, but uh, we'll see how this goes. It's it's just becoming at this point, you know, another thousand cases, another thousand cases, and at this point, I'm just not even watching the eleven o'clock things now. I'm just in my room, just crying in my sleep. So, all right, next. I won't be able to afford a house. I won't be able to afford a car. I won't be able to afford anything because I'm a shit saver. I'm a shit saver. Yeah. Um. So Australia has changed a lot over the last twenty years, especially with its financial stuff. Uh, I do want to look into why. I won't be able to afford certain things, especially when it comes to like a house. Um, I won't be able to afford a house most probably till I'm 30. Uh, it's not the end of the world, but I just don't become a burden to my parents. But that's what happens when they have me. And I guess that's what happens also when I live in Sydney. Uh, so this d- does 
comes down to maybe include Melbourne. Melbourne has been rising, but I just really want to talk about the circumstances. And it comes down to, firstly, um, there is a record low of interest rates, um, which is determined by the RBA, uh, the Reserve Bank of Australia. And the RBA is the cash rate and is the rate charged on loans between banks and as well as financial products. Uh, right now, there is it is a very competitive system and it's good for people to borrow money such as buy, buy a house, but not for the savers like myself to gain interest in my savings. That's why a lot of houses are gone very quickly. Point two, Sydney's international desirable lifestyle location, having a stable government before COVID, a health system, education was highly considered, and a workers' protections. Point three, you're competing against international buyers who have more money than you and better jobs. Until recently, having generous foreign buyers rules, which leads to point four, supply versus demand of housing stocks. The supply is land and the the demand is the number of qualities in the land, a higher demand and increase of price. Point five, similar to point one, the Australian dollar is falling. Point six, rises taxes and revenues. Point seven, growing population, increase of pensioners, COVID create another booming booming. Point eight, the ABS, Australian Bureau of Statistics. I can't remember why this point, but we're going to move on to point nine. Infrastructure spending. Both New South Wales and federally um, built roads, bridges, stadiums. Don't know why we had to rebuild that stadium, but that's what happens. Uh, but I guess it's supposed to give back to the people somewhat. Point ten. Sydney economic generates 38 of GDB, gross domestic product. Uh, Sydney is well known for this. IT innovation institution producing a lot of money in the education by overcharging overseas overseas students, not providing them super, creating a Ponzi scheme, uh, competing with students who can work twenty dollars an hour, but willing to get uh, underpaid off the book. It's a harsh reality for overseas students in Australia, but that's what happens. Uh, point 11, how Australia's population realistically lives in Australia. Limit resources supplies, such as in water and food. Environmentally damaging with deforestation, clearing land to sell it as a higher value, not considering the environmental impacts. And point 12, taxation. Policy of housing leading to negative gearing government manipulation policy. Like you... Are a foreign buyer, you have to buy new housing. In increased demand of the land value, the government interfering with banking lead back to point one, an increase of people borrowing money, inflation, and growth assets. Oh my god. I just want to cry in my hobbit hole now. But if that makes any sense, that's why we can't afford a that's why we can't afford a house. Or me, anyone of my friends. But yeah, sad. That's it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope some of this points, like stuff I said, make sense to you. Uh, but yeah, it's it's c- going to be quite interesting for our future and the future. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be very different for 
for other generations. Obviously, every generation grew up differently, but it'll be very interesting what's going to happen in the next five years, especially with climate change, COVID and the financial stuff. So it'll be very interesting how I'm going to live in the next five years. Hopefully you're alive, but it will be all good. But um, thank you again for listening for me.